This is The Playground. I'm your host, Eddie Flewelland, and I gotta say, I am like so honored right now because I have one of my keyboard heroes here on the show, and I'm so glad to have him. Um, singer, songwriter, producer, musical director, piano virtuoso, musician extraordinaire. Let me see, can I think of anything else? Hold on, give me a second, give me a second. <laughs> You How about it Chucky Booker, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Chucky Booker, the man of the hey, hour. Man. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for having me on the playground, Eddie. I appreciate man, th it. Man, thank you so much for taking time to come out here and play with us, man. I, I, I love it. And like Come I was on, telling Chucky before we started, this, this dude, I want to be like him when I grow up. Oh, please. <laughs> let's, let's just start right there. Let's start I think right I told you it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I not had, get twisted. As, as I told you when we first met, it seemed like like over the years, I kind of followed your career and all that. And, and I, I loved like everything you did. And it seemed like everybody that I knew, knew you. And I'm like, okay, how are you also blessed and I'm not? And finally, th through a mutual friend, we were finally able to meet. And man, I can't tell yeah. you, I mean, what that day has done to me. And I never forgot that. And I mean, the fact that you're here, again, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, no, the pleasure is all mine. And I just want to tell people who are listening to Playground. Uh, Eddie Fluellen is, is one of my idols. Just let's, let's keep it real coming up and you know, the whole Switch thing and everything. People do not realize how much um, Switch and Eddie and, and, and your style of, of playing and producing production has influenced me. So I just want to put that out there that if it wasn't for the likes of you, Eddie, and, and Switch, and I, I wouldn't have had you know, the, the sound that I had a chance to develop, so I appreciate that, man, and, and I love you for that, man. My brother, I'm truly yeah. honored, man. I'm, I'm humbled. I mean, believe me, believe me. Yeah. So, so how, how are you doing? How, how's, how's things going? You know, everything's good, man. Even, you know, during, you know, even though it's the, the whole COVID-19 thing, you know, I've still, uh, you know, just try to just stay busy and stay creative, man. Gotcha. You know, that's, for me, that's the, the, the most important thing is that I stay creative. Okay. amidst of whatever is going on, what problems may arise, man, you just stay creative, you know, to, to your highest level, you know, uh, for me, gotcha. you know, I know everybody's different, but for me, that's my thing. It's just, regardless, just stay uber creative as, as, as much as you can. Let, can. If you don't mind, let, let's start right there. I mean, how, what do you, what do you, when you say, you know, you stay creative and all that stuff, and that's what we all aspire to do. Cause I admit, and I even wrote a blog about it. This is hard. I mean, you know, especially for creative people. I mean, yeah. we're used to we're used to being free to do what we want and all that, and to to do it to, to do it when we want to do it or to do it when we feel it. You know. So yeah. I mean, like you said, you stay creative. You stay uber creative. I love that. How how do you do it? I mean, do you have like a specific system, or you just like, hey, this is what I got to do today, or, or or what? How do you do it? No, I mean, I think for me, man, it's just it's just a matter of of you know when you've done something for so long, it becomes a. a Habitual, you know, it's mm -hmm. like um, for me, just to you know, people would call and say, Hey, man, I need this kind of track, or I need this kind of uh sound, or man, do you have this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I've always just tried to uplift myself to push myself to do the best I can to to produce and, and to gotcha. come up with certain things. So when it's in times of craziness like now, uh, I've used all of my um what's the word I was like, I just use all of my experiences through the past mm -hmm. and just try to push through that and just say hey no matter what just be creative and, and do the best you can and, and that's what I use I just use that that inner you know that inner production if you will to just you. push me out to 
I got, I got to say that is so, that is so impressive because I mean everything you're talking about. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, yeah. But I mean, we're yeah. living like in a in a totally different world. And like it's I said, that is so impressive world. that you still you still push through you still push through all the madness to, to do yeah. what you do. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. Uh-huh. But <laughs> it's definitely not that. Uh huh. Uh huh. And but, and as far as the, the artists that you work with, I mean, I mean, uh, obviously they're they're handling they're handling as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, as a producer, and I'm sure you, you can relate to this. It's uh, a lot of people think production or being a producer is just all about the music and it's not, mm. you know, that's a very small, yes, yeah, the very small percentage of it. It's about mm-hmm. uh, making the person you're working with feel comfortable about what they're doing. Cause a mm-hmm. lot of times you get, you know, believe it or not. And I know a lot of great singers um, who, who, on the outside, you would say, oh, man, this person can blow, they can sing. But when you get them in the record studio, it's a whole nother ballgame. It's like sometimes their, their, their confidence may not be what you think because you hear their records from the past. And like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. this person's mm-hmm. going to come in and kill it. Mm-hmm. And depending on what side of the bed they you know, woke up on and they go to work, you'll be like, wow, you know, so it's my job to make sure that you keep that confidence level up, you know, uh, uh-huh. and, and, and how do you do that? Because I mean, some, I mean, you work with some legends, you, you work with, you work with, with some greats there. I mean, how do you do that? How do you like, I mean, you got to like, come up to where they are, if, if that makes sense. I mean, not put yeah. you down, but I mean, you know, these are like legends. I mean, how do you keep the intimidation factor low, if, if that makes you sense? You know, for me, it's just, it's just the, the, uh, the energy that I give off that I yeah and you do give give off off, a positive energy that's for sure (laughs) like no matter what we're gonna kill the session or we're Mm -hmm. gonna kill this song it's just Mm -hmm. I I, I'm not gonna I refuse to take anything other than that Ah, you know and I let them and I let them you know feel that energy from me because that's what I'm really about Mm -hmm. you know I don't care if you're like a singer who has to we gotta punch every word like and he even if we do that, I don't care. I just know in my in my heart that it's gonna kill. That's oh, how I. Gosh. That's how I get out. No matter that's what. Awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. No matter what. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I love it. And believe me, like, and I told I told Chuck before this interview that I'm gonna be taking notes because it's stuff like that that I personally need to hear too. You know, so I know that there are others yeah. that are out there like me because again, I mean, this whole COVID thing, it's if it's slowed me down personally to a crawl you know yeah and it and like you said it's it's not easy it's it's, it's ah, this is hard this is hard is. and ah. again this is unprecedented we've never been through a thing like this Absolutely. and when we're talking about like creative people like us Absolutely. it's like okay now how do we push through this so everything you're saying man i'll yeah. hold on let me write let me write down <laughs> <laughs> you are crazy eddie <laughs> i'm trying to be like you like i said man, no no man <laughs> You don't so, want to be like me. <laughs> so, so let me ask you. Let's let's go back to your your early beginnings and all that. Because I mean, your history. You have quite a story here. So, um, as far yeah. as um, like, was was piano like your first instrument, or is that how you how how did you how did how did piano come to be like your thing? You know, uh, piano came to me. Um, my my parents uh, were musicians. They were mm-hmm. uh, you know, my my dad was a singer. Uh, he used okay. to sing, he would play. My mother is a gospel and jazz pianist. So mm-hmm. growing up, uh, you know, it was just, uh, my uncle was a, is a jazz flautist, you know, mm-hmm. he played flute and my mm-hmm. other uncle played acoustic guitar. So 
Like mm-hmm. I said, I grew up in a musically inclined family, so it was just a matter of time. Um, and you could, you could tell the consummate musician that you are because you said the jazz, he's a jazz flautist. He flautist. doesn't play flute. Yeah, he's he a flautist. Played, yeah, he's a flautist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the man is serious. This no, man no, is serious. Some, yo, you know what? Some people do say they. Some people. No, say no, I hear you. Not, nothing against them, right? Yeah, right, I mean, right. some, <laughs> some people say flutist, but uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, some people say flutist, but no, a flautist is someone That's... who not only plays the flute, but they play flute-like instruments, like mm-hmm. it can be a piccolo, it can mm-hmm. be a bass flute, it can yep. be, you know. So as right. a, so you say flautist. It's almost like That's... a. You know, like I would fish, and uh, some people <laughs> say, "Yeah, I'm out here swimming with the fishes." It's like, no, that's not. You just say, "You swim with the fish," or "Look at all the polices." No, right. <laughs> police. Right, right, right. Oh, so right. flautist. You're absolutely right. You know. Right. <laughs> and have, have you ever had anybody correct you? It's flutist. Uh, no, I have. I actually have had so people. Have I. But you know, tomato, tomato. Hey, right, right, you know. right, right, right. As long as we're talking about the same thing, we're all good. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, right. So again, exactly. so so you're you're at the beginning. Did 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 somebody point you in that direction, or did you go? Did you like, no, hey, you I want to do that? My mom had a she had a, a upright piano. You know, I think. But I first started banging on a piano. I think when I was like two. Right. Yeah. You know, okay. she kind of just sat me down and she would just play some things. And at she two years would, old. Yeah, two. She like. You know, have those little toy pianos. I even right. have a picture on my Instagram. Well, I have a picture when I was like two. Uh-huh. These little pianos. I'm just banging on it. You know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I just, you know, and from that point on, uh, by the time I was, I think six or seven, I was like playing piano. But then when I was like ten, um, my uncle, my uncle Benjamin, he bought me a, a acoustic guitar. And okay. From that point. I started getting into the string instruments and bass. And then I got a bass when I was 14. And oh, then wow. I just started playing bass right there. I stopped playing keys. You know? <laughs> wow, really? I went, yeah. Okay. I, I got the bass and then I started playing drums in church. And, mm-hmm. and I was just mostly just bass and drums until, okay. until uh, I think 17, 17 or 18, uh-huh. when the keyboard player we had in our band left and and all the guys were like, hey, man, you got to play keys for now. We, we got to, you know, so and then I just stuck with the keys. You know? Really? Really? Now, were, were there lessons involved or you just you were self-taught or? No, no lessons. It was all by ear. My mom, you know, she played by ear. Uh-huh. Uh, so I never took lessons. People always think, oh, you know, your godfather, you know, he talked. I'm like, no, my godfather never read. He, he didn't read music either. He's okay, all by okay. Ear. And, th- and, yeah. and thank you, thank you for leaving that introduction to me. Okay, your Godfather. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Do tell. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I first met. Um, and and, and that's Godfather. why that's why that's why this story is like so awesome. I love this story that you know. So oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. To, sorry to interrupt. Your Godfather. No, 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 no. It's all good. <laughs> no, my my, my mother and. Barry White's wife, Glodine, uh, were and are best friends even till this day. Uh, they were best friends since they, since tra- children, since they were children, mm-hmm. uh, like six or seven, and they've been best friends since then. And um, my mother was actually a, um, she was singing with Glodine and her sister and, and their other uh, childhood friend. Right. Uh, 
since they were kids. And they very met my godmother and, mm -hmm. you know, they, um, she, they ended up getting a record deal with the group Love Unlimited, which mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. started and mm -hmm. which he created. And you, and you saw mother, all this? Yeah, I was, yeah, I saw all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my mother was actually part of that group, but when it happened, my grandmother, you know, from the church, you know, she was like, hey, you're not going to be going up and doing all that music. Because they were young, you know, <laughs> right. like 16, right. 17, 18. My grandmother <laughs> was not having it. So she told my mother, hey, it's a wrap. Uh -huh. You guys can uh -huh. be cool to be friends, but you're not going to be part of that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, uh, uh -huh. but they still remained friends. And then when they actually, when Love Unlimited did get the record deal and Barry started producing them, yeah, Barry nice. and my godmother, with, you know, they were together at that at that point. Mm -hmm. And so Glodine had told Barry about, hey, um, Celestine, which is my mom, she said, Celestine's mm -hmm. son, she said, he's really musically inclined and he needs direction. You know, I was only 10. At 10 years time. old? Yeah. Okay. And she told um, Barry and Barry said, okay, yeah, I, I want to, you know, I want to see him. You know, I, I want to, so I'll never forget this as long as I live, but I lived in, uh, at that point, we lived in, in San Pedro, in the Rancho mm -hmm. San Pedro Projects mm -hmm. in, in uh, Southern California. Mm -hmm. uh, really crazy area, you know, mm -hmm. to grow up in. But uh, Barry came down to the hood uh, just to meet me. It was like, wow. you know, yeah, I, I will uh, never ever forget this. I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, is this, yeah. is this is this kind of, is this kind of at the the beginning or I guess even oh, the this beginning is, was like this was like in '73. This was '73, so he okay. was like, so he's very white. He was the man. Right. Yeah, he was the uh -huh. man. That's uh -huh. why I said, what? Like really? Right. Uh -huh. you know? uh, so he came down. This was yeah. This was '73. Uh, Do you remember what you were doing at the time when he walks in? When when you yeah, that? I was I was in the house because I knew he was coming. My mom said, oh, okay. hey. Um, Glow and Barry are gonna come down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? I'm like, Barry White? You mean the Barry White? Yeah. So uh -huh. I remember it was a, I was it was like a Saturday morning, it was like Saturday midmorning, about 10 30, 11. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I'm in the house and I'm just like waiting because I was like, wow, I'm gonna be Barry White. A lot of people okay. don't realize that in 73 Barry was he was like larger than life. So right. And and you mentioned Saturday morning. Were you watching Soul Train at the time while you were waiting? Probably, <laughs> probably. I don't even remember, but yeah, it was. I was up, you know. <laughs> gotcha. And then I remember my friends who in, in the hood. They all ran to my door, knocked. It's about ten thirty. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. They said, "Yo," I'm like, "What?" They go, "Yo, Barry White is outside. He's parked outside." I said, "What?" They said, "Yeah, he's got this long white." Continental Mark IV with white skirts on it. And that was my next white. question. That was my next <laughs> question. <laughs> I was like, what? He had the car? He had a Continental Mark IV. It was clean. Uh -huh. It was like, uh -huh. had the and skirts white. on it. White uh -huh. tires. <laughs> like, what? Right, right. Well, my friends were tripping. Uh -huh. and, as, and I could look through the front door. I had the screen back. I just opened it a little. Right. And I could see him walking up the stairs towards to our apartment. And all right. the kids were like, oh, you know, he was kind of like shaking their hands, kind of mm -hmm. walking up. And mm -hmm. by this time, my eyes are like, this I'm big. sure. I'm, like, I'm this sure. Right. You know, right. Like, he walked in. Uh, 
he saw my mom. He said hi to my mom. Then he came over to me. And of course, you know, he's like, you must be Chucky. You know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. I was cool. All and right. then he said, uh, he said, uh, Claudine tells me that you play the piano. I said, yeah, you know, I, I do. He said, you want to play something for me? I said, sure. So wow. at that time, all I knew was like gospel songs. So I mm -hmm. played a song called Witness for My Lord. Mm -hmm. and I played it and he just kind of looked at me and he was he was just grunting. He was like, Ugh. Yeah, he, Ugh. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, uh, right. And then he asked me to do anything else. I said, Yeah, you know, I know a couple of other songs. I, I can't remember. I played a couple of other songs. Mm -hmm. And then I remember he told Glow and my mom. He said, uh, can I talk to y'all in, in the kitchen for a second? So uh, they went in there, they were just talking. And I'm just sitting in the living room, just not, you know, they were talking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and he says, hey, he says, um, I want you to come up and, you know, just hang out with me at the house in the studio. And I was like, nice. Wow. And I was like, what? Uh -huh. like, yeah. Uh -huh. And what age were you about that time? Huh? How old were I you mean, then? I was 10. How old? You were, you were 10, 10 years old. 10 years old. So okay. he started inviting me up to the house, you know, and I was just, that was all the motivation I needed because, right. like, it, you know, it was, right. that was it. That was, that was it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From that point on, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. You know? Wow. Wow. With that kind of inspiration, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Immediately. I mean, I um, could have easily went and did art, you know, because I, I'm into, like, graphic arts and drawing and really that nature. yeah yeah even, I, even now you can see that's now i i haven't really dabbled in it a lot um mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um as of the last 10 15 20 years i just have not okay. been so enthralled into music but mm -hmm. there was a point in high school where i was very serious about it and i even had a i even had a scholarship to the art center college of design in pasadena which i did just a couple of weeks, you know, there, mm -hmm. and then it's just not. It's just not this. Yeah, my godfather <laughs> called me. Hey, I'm going on, you know, tour. You know, oh, you come with me. So I left school, and that was it. it was really, a ten years old. Yeah, I was a rap. Well, this was in, uh -huh. well, when I got the uh, yeah when I got the uh, scholarship. Of course, it was right after high school. Okay, like, okay, yeah, it was like seventeen, okay. eighteen. Yeah, and and your first your first experience on the road is with Barry White. Yes. Yes. Did, did, did you guys catch that? His first experience on the road is with the, yeah. <laughs> with the maestro himself, Barry White. The maestro, yeah. Wow, wow. Now, were you, did you play with him? Or, or yeah, were you pretty much? Him, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I played so, with him, yeah. So talk about the, the, the Barry White University of Music. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, so you're, you're, you're like, I mean, you're like with orchestras. I mean, you're pretty much with the big orchestra yes. and everything. Yeah, he's got the orchestra behind. Yeah, the whole, you know, 23-piece mm -hmm. orchestra. Right. It was, right. you know, rhythm section. Of course, I was part of rhythm section, so that was in front of them. But yeah, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I had a chance to learn everything about um, string placement, mm -hmm. you know, horns, you know, all, mm -hmm. all these things was instilled in me at such a young age that it mm -hmm. was easier for me once I got older, I understood it because I've been such a part of it right. you know, for so long, you know, at an early age. So, but he took me around and he showed me things. And, and then there was a time that I lived with him in the recording studio. This is when I was older. I was like 
21, 22, when I actually uh -huh. lived with him. And he had his studio um, above his main house. He had another house above his where he built a studio called Rise, Rise Studios. All right. That's where I became like an engineer with, you know, engineered all his work along with him with his best friend Jack Perry at the time who was uh -huh. also a crazy musician and right. know, producer writer. so I just learned I was just like a, a I was like a sponge I was gonna say I you took, took it all in, in. Gotcha. yeah gotcha. you know he's the one who taught me how to you know take the two and do the tones you know record right. tones and you know i, I learned you know, the board and everything you know? and sitting behind that board i mean at that at that age i mean that's a, that's got to be overwhelming i mean or, or oh, was it man. Not? i mean no it wasn't overwhelming for me because of the fact that barry sat me down and told me exactly okay see this one module here mm. that has like the fader pan he said just think of just one strip but then mm -hmm. you got 72 strips going across they're all the same Right. But it's just this one thing. If you learn that, then he said, then you learn a console. So, and he basically told me that kind of philosophy, which helped mm -hmm. me, you know, not be so overwhelmed by this giant, massive console, you know, in front of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I approached it like that, just one strip, you just learn this one strip, then you learn all the other strips are basically the same. And gotcha. that's how he taught me, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, and that's that that's such great that's such great advice right there. I mean, just focus on the one thing because sometimes yeah, the big just picture focus can be on overwhelming. One strip. Right? Yeah, it right. is. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just just your sins, you know, cues, EQs, mm -hmm. uh, filters. Mm -hmm. Then your your pen, pen pot fader. That's it. You and know, multiply that by seventy two, and you yeah, got exactly, it. exactly. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, are you? Were you? Were you, had you gotten into songwriting at the time or oh yeah i was yeah i was writing i was writing songs when i was like 14 15 i was already okay. yeah okay i was taking two cassette tapes and i was recording <laughs> one thing and then <laughs> when you're bouncing you, it you're bouncing it, right I, I was doing all that like the 14 15 man uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh. yeah it was crazy, <laughs> how, crazy many, how many cassette recorders <laughs> i had well i had two re cassette recorders but you know <laughs> For all of us, all like, vets remember like that. Like I would play, like you know, and it was crazy because I would do the keyboard parts or the drum mm -hmm. note. I do the drum because I had a little drum machine. I play the drum right. machine. Right. played like a bass line or something. They record mm -hmm. that while it's recording to the other one. I'm playing mm -hmm. another, you know, some mm -hmm. key parts. I was doing that. Got you. Got you. Admit it. So, so as a, uh, going going back a couple steps, were you playing with like local bands in your area at the time? Or yes, and, and, I had a couple. Yeah, yeah, I had local okay. band. Oh, in and, fact. I had a band, uh, God, was we had a band called Sapphire. This is when I was like 16, 15 uh -huh. or 16. Sapphire, okay. Sapphire. But is, this, is it spelled correctly? Yeah, it's spelled correctly. <laughs> okay, okay. Just making sure. F-A-F-F-I-R-E. Yep. It was, gotcha. it was, it gotcha. was correct. Okay. Yeah, because okay. you know back then we like to change the, right? you know? That's, that's why I asked. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, yeah, no, no, in fact, no, I think, no, uh -oh. you know what, it wasn't spelled correctly, I think it was S-A-F-F-I-R-E, <laughs> or was it S-A-P-H-I-R-E? I think, yeah, S-A, uh-huh, let me try to get my phone out and see, I think, yeah, I how do you spell Sapphire again? Is it, is, is it P-H? I think it's, is it? Uh, yeah, I think it is, yeah, S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E or something like that, you looking it up? Thank you. I'm <laughs> 
this is, this is how long it's been for us. Let's see, Sapphire. Because, <laughs> uh, again, well, the point is at the time we're trying to be we're trying to be creative even with the band name, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's S A P P H I R E. You're right. Okay. But we okay. spelled it with two Fs, so it okay. wasn't correct. <laughs> it got wasn't you. correct. Got you. Got you. Uh huh. It uh -huh. wasn't. No. But, but the but the point being fire, right? That was the yeah, emphasis. Fire. Got you. Yes. Got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I was I was 15. And we used to play like at the local clubhouses, the local, you know, uh, youth centers in mm -hmm. town in San Pedro and Wilmington and Carson, California, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was 15 and we played up at this place called Toberman, Toberman, Toberman. Center, okay. which okay. is like a youth center in San Pedro. Okay. And one of our singers, his name was Gary. Gary was so cool, man. He was one of our lead singers. His cousin it used to date Philip Ingram. I can't oh. remember her name. Okay. So okay. one day we were rehearsing up there, uh, up in uh, Toberman, okay. and Gary said, hey, man, um, I can't remember her name. He said, but she's going to come by, and she's going to bring uh, Philip. Uh -huh. Wow. And I was okay. like, uh-huh. That was my favorite group. Like, really? Wow. So okay. We didn't believe it. We were like, we didn't believe it. You know, I was like, nah, it ain't going to happen. So mm -hmm. we're rehearsing, and lo and behold, she comes through, and there's Philip. Wow. And I'm like, with, with all the I'm, hair. <laughs> yeah, you he can't had, miss yeah, him. He had his I just remember him, you know, Philip was playing keys, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, you know. And I remember we took a break, and he said, hey, whose bass is this? I said, oh, that our bass player at the time, his name was Victor. He said, oh, that's Victor's bass. He said, can I? And he jumped on the bass, and he started. <laughs> I'm like, ah! Right, right. Ah! I'm like, man, they really are uh, switched. Like, uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. It blew yeah. me away. Uh-huh. Again, like, wow. like I said, my wow. childhood, you know, favorite uh -huh. group, and Philip mm -hmm. was there. Mm -hmm. That blew me away. So that was just, I just wanted to tell that story. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, that blew Thank me you. away. And you yeah. just saw that story. I, I just pictured the whole thing. I just pictured pick, Phil picking up the bass and throwing his hair around. All oh, yeah, yeah. And he was killing it. He was killing it, too. Really I was good. like, oh, yep. man. And for me, it was a treat. I mean, to watch him pick, to watch him pick that up and learn it like all those years. So I was like, man, yeah, something, something yeah. else, something else. Yeah, that's crazy, you know. <laughs> and then he turns up. Then he gives. He says, oh, he says, I heard you play bass too. I'm like, yeah, but he had it. I'm like, but I'm not right-handed. I'm a lefty, so I couldn't uh -huh. play it. You know? Uh huh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm a lefty. So. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Little known yeah. fact for those who don't know, he's a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, I, I I play true left-handed guitar, bass, you know. Got you. Okay, okay. And you play piano with both hands, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's to, to the piano students out there. And I don't know, I, do, have you taught piano at all? You know what? I have not. Okay. The only reason I ask, because I, I teach piano, and every once in a while I get that student that says, you know, the, oh, you know, my, my right hand is stronger, so, you know, my left hand is kind of weak, you know. Gotcha. And it's like trying to get them to understand, well, you yeah. still have to play with both hands. You, you know? still have to play with both hands, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Yes, so piano uh, is an ambidextral instrument. Mm, so there there it is. To, you have to play. <laughs> you have to. I mean, to. You, you don't have to, but if you want to be, you know, 
If you want to be Chucky Booker, you have to play. No, no. If you want to be Eddie, (laughs) let's let's keep it real. If you want to be Eddie, you have to play both hands. So, so I was going to ask you because we're coming back to like the bands that you played with in the time, and you were writing. I mean, even then, did did your bands? Did you use your music in in the bands? I mean, were they open to using your music? That didn't start until like till I got into like my next couple of bands after that. You know, because I jumped bands after that one, one Uh after the other. Uh-huh. But then I everybody had, had to have Chucky in that band, right? Well, I don't know about all of that, but it was just, you know, it was just that, you know, I, I just wanted to, I was growing gotcha. really fast. Yeah. So I was outgrowing, you know, the bands that I was in until mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. got with this band called Something Special, which, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, uh, the musicians were really, really dope. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. from that point, I stayed with them for two or three years. But wow. then I ran into this group called Tease. Okay. And, okay. And, then uh, Tease was like, wow. Now these wow. guys, so funky. I mean, funky beyond mm-hmm. yep. anything that you heard on their records. You know, live. Wow. They were a live wow. band. And they were funky on record. Yeah, they were funky on record, but live, oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were incredible. Wow. So wow. That what... was my stable. That was like 19, uh, 1985, 86. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. 85, cool. 86. So, so after that, how long after that did you break solo? Did you go, did you decide to go solo? Um, did I something didn't, happen or was it just time for you to make a move? You know, I think at that time, we just had with T's, it was a lot of creative differences that I, mm-hmm. you know, I just didn't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. always considered a sideman anyway. I really wasn't a part of the group. I was more of a oh, wow. kind of gun, uh-huh. you know, but mm-hmm. everybody knew me, you know, with them, but I was just a hired done so mm-hmm. it was easy for me to just you know i, I kind of want to focus more on production mm-hmm. and writing so mm-hmm. i left in 87 and hooked up with gerald albright Gerald Albright mm, mm. and I started yeah I started doing some uh touring with him and writing well, you toured with Gerald yeah I toured with Gerald in 87 awesome. yeah okay yeah okay cool, Gerald um we did all over the place man I, mm-hmm. I had fun I, I learned a lot you know mm-hmm. work, working with Gerald um but from it's, jazz, it's so funny like listen to you I mean like some of the stories the stories that you tell and and, yeah. and like the people that you that you met and all that stuff that that somehow switch or me or you know maybe Philip like that one time that we didn't cross paths like that yeah I mean because I mean Barry White you know Barry White and switch were, were connected absolutely you know? I know all with, about that right <laughs> right right and then same with Gerald Gerald and yeah. switch were connected and all that stuff and how we did <laughs> I know it's like how do we not yeah. like how do we not 
uh-huh. run into each other. That is so funny. That is so yeah. funny. Because I so, would I would have imagined I would have met you before I would have met Philip or anybody else, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I was the homebody. I always I always stayed home. I didn't go Same here. I, I should have. That's that's probably what yeah. it was. You know, yeah. so so I was so homebody, so I, I, I understand. You you said you were or not? I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a serious homebody, so I right. get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So so you you were jailed and all that. And so how did you and Gerald meet meet up? Um, you know, I was working at a um, I was working at a production company at that time. I was working in a production company in San Fernando Valley area of Los mm-hmm. Angeles mm-hmm. Uh, at a studio called Jam Power Records. And we did a lot of um, stuff there. You know, it was kind of a small production company, but I was like the one of the head writers and producers there. Mm-hmm. And we did a, did a, that's where I really, I think, molded my sound and, and my production, working at this, at this production company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the engineers there, uh, his name was Craig Burbage, mm-hmm. uh, was leaving to start his own studio in Glendale, California called Air LA Studios. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he called me and said, look, um, you can stay here and just be in this little small production. But he says, I'm trying to do big things and I want to see if you're interested in uh, running with me starting uh, this, this studio and production mm-hmm. and this whole nine yards. And he had a backer, um, he had a manager named Raymond Shields who was also mm-hmm. working with him. Gotcha. And uh, Raymond was managing Gerald mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I connected with Craig and Raymond, uh, Ray basically just said, hey man, um, you got originals? Do you have a lot? I said, yeah, I do. I have a lot of originals, a lot of... So I let him hear a couple of things. At that time, we had a cassette. Mm-hmm. And I had a demo on the other side of one of the tapes. Um, of I love the story, by the way. Just yeah, so this, this, anyway, is, this is, and this is real. This is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and before you go any further, before, if I can interject one, one thing. Uh, for, okay. for those who, aren't, uh, who don't know who Gerald Albright is, smooth jazz, saxophonist, I mean, master. Yeah. And there's no way He's that you can run on smooth jazz, smooth jazz station without hearing anything from Gerald Albright. Yeah, and I was just talking about as far as like how how our paths did not connect. Um, Gerald Albright, I think I think it was his first tour was with yeah. Switch, you know. Wow. And, and Gerald was just, you know, I mean, even at that age, like yourself, I mean, just a master on saxophone and all that stuff. So um, I just want to make sure that people understand who Gerald Albright is okay, and how yeah. important he is to your story. So, yeah. I'm sorry. So anyway. No, 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 no. It's all good. No, Gerald is a complete monster, man. People mm-hmm. just don't know how they, talented this dude he's is. Super talented and, and he, crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> so. And yeah, and cra- yeah, he's crazy, man. <laughs> he's Gerald is crazy. Yeah. So we connected um, you know, through Raymond and, and mm-hmm. Craig, and a lot of people also don't know that he is a monster on the base as well. Yes, that's right. He You're right. Is, You're right absolutely incredible i mean mm-hmm. and i knew of him you know prior to that because when i was touring with tease we opened up for anita baker on the uh it was a cool jazz festival in 86 we were mm-hmm. opening up for anita baker mm-hmm. and gerald was was playing sax you know mm-hmm. yeah so they went in and you know he played sax and then he switched off and yeah. then he jumped <laughs> on the bass when they were playing the song been so long uh-huh. and i mm-hmm. was like 
who is this dude? Man, I mean, he was killing the bass, uh-huh. like uh-huh. killing it. Like, uh-huh. wow. Yeah. I yep. mean, he jumped off the stats and then jumped on the. I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. this dude. And then I ended up, like, you know, a couple years later, I ended up, you know, hanging out with him and then playing in his wow. band, you know. Wow. Okay. And, okay. But anyway, I had sent some, some uh, cassettes in to him, you know, from Raymond, his manager, to listen to. And it was a bunch of instrumentals on side A. But mm-hmm. I had forgot on the other side, I had a demo of me singing one of my songs. And then that demo was Don't You Know I Love You, uh-huh. which was on my first album. But yep. it was a demo of me singing it on, the, you know, on side B. So Ray calls me and says, yo, man, uh, I love the instrumentals you did. He said, but who's this dude singing you know, on, the, on the other <laughs> side? There was a song called don't you know I love you? I'm like, ah, oh, Ray. I said, hey, don't, don't listen to that, man, because I'm not a singer, dude. I'm just, wow, you know, wow. Me. You didn't regard yourself. You didn't regard yourself no. a singer at the time. Heck no. Mm-hmm. I still don't. I, I don't. Oh my I gosh. Really <laughs> needless uh, to say, needless to say, there's a whole bunch of us out, out here that, that disagree with that part. But anyway, you can. I but I'm just saying, for me, you know, being around. You know, growing up with so many and working with so many singers and mm-hmm. you know people, I'm like, oh no, I can never be like you know like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I mean, I can do enough to present uh, a demo. You know, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And Ray is like, uh, no, bro. He said we're gonna get you a record. <laughs> and I was like, uh, wow. so I'm like automatically thrown into the fire as being wow. an artist, and that's not what I wanted. I just I was gonna say because you you're not looking for a record deal at that time. No. Oh, I just want to be a producer and a writer. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, be mm-hmm. an artist. I'm like, because mm-hmm. I already know what that entails. <laughs> how much work it just—it's crazy. Right. Uh-huh. My godfather go through it. I've seen work with other artists. I'm like, oh heck no, I'm mm-hmm. not that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in this case, uh, Ray kind of uh, coerced me into it because he said, "Hey man, you can really showcase your production skills." Wow. You know, oh. he's like, you know, you can be, you know, even though you may not be a, yeah, exactly. You know, he's really be in. He said, uh-huh. Uh-huh. show your production skills. So I was, and, and at that point, I still said no. Wow. I said no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what he did was he talked to Sylvia Road, who was the head of Black yes. Music in yes. Atlanta mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know Sylvia, Sylvia. Personally, personally called me and said, look, Look, she, they said, she said, look, baby, we're going to give oh. you a record deal. She said, look what you have to do. She says, I'll give you full production of doing whatever you want to do if you just work with a couple of artists that I have. I have a couple of artists that I want you to work with. I have a group from Pasadena called The Guys that I want you to work with. Uh-huh. She says, and if you can pull that off and make it happen, then she says, I'll let you produce and do whatever you want. But you're going to have to get a record deal. But I'll let you produce your own record. She said, because at first she wasn't going to let me do anything. And that's when I was like, no, because I, I want to be known as a producer or a musician. Uh-huh. Or a so this wow. group, the guys ended up being this group called Troop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I did their first, you know, I did a couple of songs on their first and second album. What's mm-hmm. that pop? Then and the, well, okay, the, and the names of those songs for those who you know. Well, the very first song, I, the two songs that I did on the first album were a song called "She's My Favorite Girl" okay. and a song called "My Heart." Oh, okay, okay. On the first, gotcha. on the first album. Okay, okay. But on the second one, it that's was, the one. 
<laughs> All I do is think of you and spread my wings. Ah, there it is. So, there it so is. Those um, two songs, I got basically got my record deal. Wow. As, as an, and and all I do is think all I do is think of you. That was like written. Way that was written. Yeah, that was written by I think it was Michael Lovesmith. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can Michael Love Smith, and mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I, I I should know this, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he was the writer and producer back then for the Jacksons. Oh, okay. On the Moving Violations album, mm -hmm. I think it was Moving. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Moving, but they did that song. All I do is think of you, and that was mm -hmm. one of my favorite songs mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. then as a kid. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I made that suggestion to you know Steve, who was the lead singer, Stephen. Stephen Russell, uh -huh. uh, I said, I think you guys would do well if you did this song. And Steve looked at me and he's like, he goes, man, you won't believe it, but that's one of my favorite songs. Uh -huh. and that was something that I thought, you know, we should do. So we kind of, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and we ended up doing it. And man, it wow. just... And, and and again, just go back. Your your record deal, your personal record deal is contingent on you doing a production for a couple of other artists. Yes. The one thing that the rest of the world is dying for, <laughs> can I get, I want a record deal. I want a record deal. Yeah, come and do this other thing, which you wanted to do anyway. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. So that's wow. how they got, that's how Sylvia reeled me in. And again, they reeled me Yeah. They got you, they got you. Because at first she was like, oh, we'll, we'll give you a record deal, but we're gonna let somebody else produce it. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, because she was like, you know, you're not a name producer, you're not, you know, blah, blah, blah you don't have this, so we have to bring somebody in. I'm like, no, I can do but, this. But wait a minute, okay, we're going to bring somebody in to produce you while we let yeah. you produce somebody yeah, else. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. And I was like, no. <laughs> I already got, you know, I did the troop stuff, or I forgot right. I did uh, the right stuff along mm -hmm. with, from Vanessa Williams, I played uh, on right. that. Right. Yeah, I did. Did that, I about so, that. Yeah, so I had uh -huh. some, I had a little bit of clout, but I guess mm -hmm. it just wasn't enough for Sylvia at the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, but, but it was cool. I, I I was very adamant about it. I said, I could do this. Mm -hmm. so she could tell, she's looking at my eyes like, oh, this kid is, he really thinks, you know, he's, so you know what? I'm gonna just let him, you know, okay. let him do it. Because mm -hmm. I was that yeah. adamant about it. Right, right. I believed in myself that much. And the result being a huge seller for you. I was very fortunate, very lucky. Very <laughs> huge seller. Amidst, amidst all of the talent that was out at that time, I was very, very lucky, very fortunate. Yeah, man. And yeah. there was there was a lot of that. There was a lot at that time. Your first singles after that, that album, your first singles, for, for those who don't remember. <laughs> yeah, my first single of my album was Turned Away. That was, uh, that, that, was, was that was mm. the first. Mm. First single, which was the last song I recorded on my album. Really? The very last song. Wow, wow, wow. And that ended up being the hit. And that ended up being the hit. Wow, wow. And that, man, that, that one is my jam. And then I'm going to let you just keep going down the list. You, you, okay. know where, you, know where, you know where we're getting to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially that high. I, 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 I'm not going to put you on the... I'm not going to put you on the spot and have you sing that note for me. But oh, anyway. yeah, especially this early now, isn't it? Right, like, right. Well, you want to play? Lucky. That was luck. Okay. Um, I'm good now. We're done. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, but that song was actually the biggest song I've ever done, and it's the it only has two chords. That's what kills me. You know, as a musician, I'm wanting to put all this stuff in, and and Sylvie was like, "No, baby, just keep it right there. Like, mm -hmm. don't put no changes, no mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it." <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. Like as far as what what, what what simplicity? I mean, simplicity is huge. It's it's I huge. Know, it works. Do you you it would works. remember our song? You'd remember Switch's song. You pull the switch. Two chords. Oh man! You know, <laughs> two chords. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite gems, man. You yep. pull the switch. <laughs> yep, yep. And the groove on that one, and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I completely, groove. I I completely get that that the, the, hey. the whole thing yeah see yep. you now you now you breaking up stuff that groove is so <laughs> underrated man i think so i i, I i'm with Jumpy, you i'm totally with you yep yep <laughs> man i'm gonna put after yep. this i'm gonna go pull it i'm gonna jam that after this well, That's well credit greg greg wright and ronnie van were the writers on that one which, ronnie which you know. v! yep 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 now, they were the writers on that funny one. you mentioned yep. that because i work with ronnie van and Beryl said I worked at the uh, production company in the Valley mm -hmm. called Jampire Records. Ronnie oh, Van was there. What? Ronnie Van was, yeah, he was there. He was like wow. he was a staff guitar player, a staff guitar player, mm -hmm. writer. That's mm -hmm. my first member. And he was telling me, yeah, man, I used to work on Switch. I was like, yep, what? Yep. Another, another, as you know, another monster guitarist and just awesome, cool person. Really cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ronnie is so cool. Yeah, I, I first met him there. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since we're here right now, and again, you've talked about like, like, um, oh man, all the different people that you've worked with. Um, we're gonna go back to a huge, huge, huge artist back in the day. You're the okay. music director for Janet Jackson. Yes. Right. I remember when that announcement was made, and again, I was like following your career and all that stuff. The first thing I thought, the best choice ever, the best choice ever. And I mean, we're talking like the, you know, the Greg Filling games and 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 all that. And yeah. I mean, you were just, I mean, that that show was crazy good. You know, you. the arrangements were awesome and all that. How did that come? I mean, how did that happen? I mean, and you're busy enough as it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. At so. that time, um, it came about. I mean, I knew Janet mm -hmm. after that because Janet used to come up to the production company where I used to work at, again, in, in the San Fernando Valley. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. And her best friend at that time was um, a writer named a writer singer named Melanie Andrews. They were really tight. Mm. Melanie wrote, co-wrote Let's Wait a While with her on, mm -hmm. you know, on the first control record. Mm -hmm. So they were, you know, they were tight and I met her through Melanie. Mm -hmm. And so we, we we were friends. We were tight um for a while. So I guess when Rhythm Nation came out and they were talking about doing the uh the tour and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I got a call from Janet, and Janet said, hey, look, uh, I'm getting ready to do a tour, and she says, I feel that uh, you are the, uh, the best candidate. Did you get a call a from Janet Jackson? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, she actually called me to come to uh, Renovation uh, opening party that they had okay. in LA. Okay. So mm -hmm. I went to that mm -hmm. and she approached me at the party, said, Hey, check it blah 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 blah. You know, and then she asked me then she asked me if I would be the musical director for mm -hmm. the tour. Mm -hmm. And I said, Okay, this is a great opportunity. I said, I'll yes. tell you what. 
mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. one, one, one small, <laughs> one small insight. In Whoa, it. okay. Yeah, and I said, if, if, I could, if, I, if I could be the opening act. Ah, oh, and that's how that worked out. That's how it worked out. And I said, and you know, I came with, I said, look, we'll have one band, two artists. That way you mm-hmm. can save, you know, managers and they'll mm-hmm. be fine with that. We just use one band, mm-hmm. both artists. Mm-hmm. And at that time I had, you know, Turn Away was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, spread my wings, just climbed mm-hmm. up the charts. All I do is think of you had already went number one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Life Stuff has already went number one. So everything was all banging for, was rolling. For right. me right now at that point so right. yeah she's and she said you know we'll get back to you on that two days later and said yeah but what <laughs> right. it really how comes long, right how long do we have to be, hmm let's see okay I know. <laughs> right. but i found out later on though later on because i was like man jana really didn't know did she really know that i was that you know focused on it on the music when it comes to find out it was jimmy and terry that kind of told her uh-huh. like hey Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Jim, especially, yeah, Jimmy mm-hmm. and Terry were like, no, this, mm-hmm. that's the guy. Mm. I think they were, they were um, going after. I think they were also looking at like Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. Well, but Teddy was doing his own thing. Right, that right. Too guy was really so. But right. I guess you know, and I've I've had a little bit of running with Jimmy, you know, prior to that. Not a mm-hmm. lot, but I guess he can see the similarities because Jimmy is a really big part of who I right. am as well. Ah, you know, the, okay. Minneapolis and the, that. Right. Yeah, so that, that uh, I, I thank him for that because he's the one that made the mm-hmm. suggestion, you know, to mm-hmm. Janet to, okay. to make that happen. So, okay. You know, another thing that, that I always thought was, was impressive about you, and as, as keyboardists, I mean, you know, just keeping up with, like, t- technology. And, I mean, technology is, like, changing every, every day. You know, every day. So as you're like doing your thing with 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 your 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 you know your act, you know your personal act with your solo act, um, with the artists that you work with, and now you got to go out on tour and you got to make this happen like in real time, right? Yeah. Um, of course, we had MIDI going on and all that stuff, but by the same token, it's like you still got to like go around and do this yeah. and this. Yes. And I'm sure you contribute in the background vocals as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. <laughs> how was that for you i mean, I mean you survived it obviously but i mean how was that for you i mean that that must have been crazy and i mean oh. this is the time when janet was like just oh I mean, she was larger janet. than life yeah totally, she was totally totally it was and great that with her I mean, brother too yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it, it was at at the very beginning was very tough because believe mm-hmm. it or not when we did that our first show was in miami um, in Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. and it was crazy because he has an opening act. I really didn't have that much time to to, to work on my show because ah. I was just so mm-hmm. you know making sure Janet's show was right. like naturally super tight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we only had like two days to put my show together. But the guys that I had were just so you know, hey man, let's pull this, let's do this, let's step here, hey, and it'll come together as we go along, but. I was surprised. We had two. We had two days to put my show together. We put, and it was only thirty minutes, but still, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's, it it's right, right. It was tight, you know. It, right. It, it came. It came together. And I'm glad you mentioned that. It speaks, it speaks volumes of the guys that you have. I mean, they got to be completely oh, dedicated and all that stuff. When you have like two days, I mean, come two on, days. <laughs> two days, two days, and you guys pull it off. Yeah. Luckily, off. like I said, a lot of you know, a lot of it wasn't on 
playback. It was all live, so it was mm-hmm. cool. Right, you know, just, right. It was mostly like the percussions, you know, certain things, and you know. Right, right. And that's what I mean. Effect. Like everything had to be done. Everything is like real in real time. I mean, there is no like you know automation. Yeah. There's not a lot of automation anyway. No, I mean, like, no, no, like no. there is now. You know, so yeah, like oh, now it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Now it's crazy. Right. But right. back then, oh man, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we got a lot of flack. You know, even for Janet, got a lot of flack. But people, but people didn't realize all that stuff we were playing was live. All the mm-hmm. musical instrumentation of mm-hmm. it was one hundred percent live, and I can mm-hmm. say that you know mm-hmm. with a straight face because mm-hmm. you know, especially our uh, our percussionist man, a Timbali man, mm-hmm. he was this dude had conventional percussion but then he had the electronic percussion parts down wow. so all that like um rhythm nation that he was playing all of that on his electronic right. bands and the voice the voice too talk, huh the voice too all the yeah the voice of <gasps> he had a right. sample of that he was he was playing all that live wow wow <laughs> Mm-hmm. He was playing all uh, of that, all wow. of that live on the pads. That's awesome so, to hear because I mean, getting people to understand now, it's like you know, live is it. I mean, you you have yeah. to learn how to play your instrument, yeah, learn how to play, to. Yeah. practice it, get in there yeah. and, and do the work, do the work. Because you can see the results are, are that. I mean, that's the result. That's the end it's result. The result, man. You know? And you know, mm-hmm. and at that time, that percussive thing was really heavy in Janice's music, so we, we really had to really emulate that, I mean, to a T, mm-hmm. to make it happen, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm a stickler for sounds as well, so mm-hmm. I can I, and it, you can tell. I can dissect and say, hey, you play this, you play that, no, that's the wrong key sound, it's got to be a little bit deeper, or, you know, that's my, I love to dissect music, man, I've mm-hmm. always done that since I was a kid, mm-hmm. so I had it pretty down, pretty, you know, pretty good, I could say that, I could pat myself on the back, because the first day, as well, you should. Personal, Jimmy and Terry came in and we played it back. Jimmy just looked at me and said, "Well, we ain't got to stay, you know. You get out of here." And they they bounced, you know. Really? They wow. bounced. They, wow. they, uh-huh. We just did one song. We did Rhythm Nation, and Jimmy just stood there and was looking. He just said, "Hey, mm. we out." Mm. Mm. We, you know, mm-hmm. like we know what we know. You know what you're doing, so okay. there ain't no uh-huh. reason for us to be. You know, we need to go make some more, more millions. So we yeah, got and they and they did. You know, they and did. They did. They, they <laughs> So how are you? How how are you as far? And we were just talking about as far as like technology and all that. Obviously, you're like really into into sound designing. Absolutely, 100%. Um, okay, okay. How do you approach, I mean, how do you how do you get into that? I mean, how do you approach that? I mean, for the keyboardists that are coming up, how do you? Man, there are so many questions inside the one. When you, know, when you begin, when you begin the sound design, how do how do you approach that? Well, you know, I I approach sound design from a, you know, from a, from an analog standpoint. You know, uh-huh. up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When, when I was coming up, it was always ADSR. You know, right, right. release. So mm-hmm. I always approached it from that aspect. No matter mm-hmm. what type of tone or, you know it's coming through the signal whether it's mm-hmm. sign triangle it doesn't matter it's basically it, i always approached it from an analog standpoint mm-hmm. now you come mm-hmm. up with granular you know, granular synthesis and all these other types of different types of sine waves and digital waves and whatnot no matter what it is i'm going to always approach it from an analog standpoint because mm-hmm. that's what i grew up in so mm-hmm. that's that's how i look at it just attack decay sustain release and, mm-hmm. and and just what you want 
as a producer, your preference for what you want the sound to be. But gotcha. just like I said, for me, it works mm-hmm. for me. I always approached it from an analog standpoint. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. That's always. Where you always get that big sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. never change that. Right. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ever. Gotcha. Let me ask you, uh, and this is pre COVID and maybe even in, in COVID now. I mean, we're switching reels here. As far as like where the business is concerned, wh- where do you see the business um, from? Uh, I guess from the standpoint of like when you were like, I mean, you were, I say were, I mean, you still are. I mean, I mean, you go from Janet to currently you're working with Lionel, right? Lionel Richie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, where do you see the business um, either heading or like now? Uh, how do you, how do you see the business now as related to before? Wow. You know, this, you know, that's going to be, that's going to have to be a conversation offline between me and you. Ah, gotcha. Okay. My thought process is a lot deeper that I'm sure a lot of people won't be able to, to understand if okay. I just speak it out because it's, it's going to be such a long, long conversation. Okay. Just so, so you know, I'm going to hold you to that conversation too. Oh, no. We're going, <laughs> we're going to have that conversation. Trust me. I'm, but it, I'm, so, it, I'm so looking forward to it. It's a lot deeper than what people realize it is because mm-hmm. it, it's a lot deeper than music. It's a lot deeper than the actual entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. It goes far beyond that. And it's, it, it's a lot of, it has to do with, with control mm-hmm. and monopolizing mm-hmm. and things of that nature, mm-hmm. which gotcha. brings it on to a whole nother level that has right. nothing to do with music. You're so, absolutely right. You're so we right. we will have that conversation. So you know, <laughs> like I said, um, I'm holding you to it. I can't wait. Yeah, really we're gonna wait. have that conversation. <laughs> but it, to be honest with you, it everything changes, and it changes for within a, a, a specific reason. But I do not see the music industry going back to what it was. It mm-hmm. will never be that. Mm-hmm. It will never mm-hmm. be that that way ever again, mm-hmm. because of the. Uh, what's been happening and how those... now when you when you say what's been happening are you talking about because of oh. like the, the whole covid thing now or yeah, because even before of what, that COVID, what's going okay. on with covid okay i agree with the restrictions you. that they put on people you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. on the entertainment industry because of social distancing and whatnot that's a mm-hmm. whole other story I'm right but, right I, I, hey i'm with you i'm with yeah you. but it's not going to go back i honestly don't think it's going to go back to that um mm-hmm unless certain implications are involved and that's uh getting um vaccinated and things of that nature but again that's a whole nother conversation i hear you, I hear you. Uh, it's, it's, yeah it's a whole nother conversation even uh, in that small thing i mean it, that's a huge thing i mean the, the time that's huge. going to take and all that stuff i yeah. mean we're talking literally it's gonna it's I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you, and we're going to have yeah. that conversation. So, so yeah, so those festivals and all that—that's that's that's done. That that will never mm-hmm. happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And now you have these major companies such as like uh, um, the AEG and you know mm-hmm. and, and the likes thereof. Mm-hmm. They're scrambling now, trying to how can we make this money again? How can mm-hmm. we do what we can without? You know what's going on right now we can't make the money so now they're reconstructing ways of making money and touring and trust me it's not going to be in our favor as musicians mm-hmm. and artists mm-hmm. and producers mm-hmm. because they want to maintain that hold the grip hold on the That's industry mm-hmm. to monopolize and make money off of mm-hmm. they don't care mm-hmm. about musicians they don't care mm-hmm. about 
artists. They don't and care and about you, it's people. funny that, and that's that's the way it was before. I mean, even it, that's how it was before. You know, so this so, is going to make it that much worse. It's going to make it even worse. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, in fact, it's going to be ten times as worse. I agree. Because now totally agree. you're going to get these artists who are you know, who are big name artists, and they're used to maybe getting like five hundred thousand dollars a show, and say, well, due to COVID, we can't have that many people in a in a time space. So that's going to just chop down everything. Mm -hmm. It's going to be mm -hmm. and now they're probably going to offer them maybe hundred hundred thousand, maybe mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. not even that. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're not going to have the ticket sales. They're not going right. to have merchandising because okay. you have less people around. That means you have less income. So mm -hmm. everything is going to drop, and that's all by design, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. It's all by design. Wow. They mm -hmm. have all this time to put Good point. these things together mm -hmm. to monopolize the industry, whatever mm -hmm. they can get from it. That's what they're doing now. Gotcha. These people are not going to allow artists to make money like they used to. Uh -huh. There will be a few. There will be a few, uh, you know, chosen ones that will be able to do that. Gotcha. We gotcha. know. We pretty sure we know who that's going to be. Uh -huh. It's not going to be anybody that's <laughs> right. Large, you know. But I, I you hear know, you. You're right. Yeah, you I know what I'm you. saying. It's not going to be absolutely. like that. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. Well, we're yep. we're going to take the biggest hit. Yes. Yes. You know, like we are so, now. Like we are. Yeah. Now. Like we are now. Yep. Yep. You're right. You know. Right. But guarantee though, people. Like I say, I don't want to. Uh, no, I understand. There's people that are going to get the same <laughs> amount of money because they're a part of the, the system. So. Uh Got you. Got you. Yeah. Chucky, I got a couple more questions because I've taken up so much of your time, and I can take no up problem. so much more of your time. No, no problem. And like I said, I'm going to hold you to that conversation. I'm so looking forward to that conversation. Um, we, I talk about like all the different people that you work with, and I mean your 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 book is like vast as far your is as far as like the people that you work with. We talk about Janet Jackson and and, and you know all them back then. Past uh, fast forward that to now, where we're you're, you're with Lionel. What's it yes. like to work with Lionel Richie? Man, and I, I caught his show. I was such a treat, yeah, such man. a treat for me thank personally, you. as you know. Thank you, <laughs> so. thank you. Thank you, so, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Great, great, great show. So yeah, so what's it like to work with Lionel? And again, you got a great, great cast, great cast of characters there too, backing you up. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Man. Yeah, it's a great, great, great group of guys, man. They're funny uh, guys too. Yeah, man. yeah, They're, yeah. Really as as some of the Instagram posts show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you go uh, check out. Yeah, my yeah. Instagram posts, then you'll understand why I said they're funny, crazy mm -hmm. guys. They're really mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. But yeah, working with Lionel, man, is is the absolute best, man. You know, mm -hmm. you know he understands the uh, he he understands the way music is supposed to be made and mm -hmm. how it's made. You know, it and, does. And he respects you know my intellect when it comes to that. He just lets me go for for the most part. I mean, mm -hmm. there's certain mm -hmm. arrangements and certain things that might be a little bit over his head. So I try to, you know, keep it toned down a little because, you know, I still want to, right, right, you know, right. I still want to show that, hey, I can do the modern stuff today with all these kids now, uh -huh. and I've done that on a few things. But then he'll turn around and be like, hey, man, you know, that's that's out of my come, come back here, right here, here. Really, really back in. So we got to keep it, you know, because you know uh -huh. his his crowd, you know, his his you know his audience, 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're not into all of that, you know, the, right. the church right. stuff, the church right. court, right. the crazy. Right. I sneak it in a little bit every now and then. You know, he'll kind of, you know, he'll have the bike, he'll just kind of, you know, turn around. But for the most part, uh-huh. you know, he lets me, lets me go. Okay. Good. I just try to keep it, you know, close to the record as, as, as much as possible. Got you, got you. And you do, you do, you do. And again, you can, you can tell, I mean, when you watch show, when you watch the shows, you can tell where Chucky kind of like, okay, we're back here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Just a little bit, you know. Yeah. But just enough, enough for everybody to catch and then we're yeah, back to this again. They were like, it's oh, awesome. okay. It's awesome. Know? Like I said, for me, it's a personal treat because there's a Switch, Switch has a song called, called I Call Your Name. Yeah. One of our yeah. biggest hits. And Chucky snuck that little bit in and I caught me by surprise the first time I saw it. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I snuck I it in. still have that too. Uh, yep. Yeah, I snuck yep. it in when I'm telling the cell on. Love it. Love and it. That's why I wanted you. I said, I, I want Eddie to check yeah. it out because that's Man. a tribute because that's. Mm-hmm. That's part of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my life song, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was happy that you were there to oh say, "Hey, hey yes, did not forget." This yes, is where, this is yes. My, yes. My and then that that whole transition, man. I love that whole transition. Won't you say it? Won't you say it? Yeah. Right. See, yeah. Yeah. Woo, Thank woo. you, man. And we can keep talking about that show. But anyway, moving. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. And in closing, let me ask you this. What advice would you have to offer like those up and coming in the business? And do you have, first of all, do you have like those that, you, that you're kind of keeping an eye, an eye out on? Like, you know, like there's some young cats that are coming up that you like. You oh, know. yeah. You know, um, my, my advice, and, and I'm going to pass through what my godfather told me because it was the best advice that you could give anyone. What he told me, I'm always going to tell that to uh, the up and coming artists, musicians, Mm -hmm. and it still holds true to this day and it's always going to hold true. And I asked him one day, I was young, I think I was like 18, 19. This is when we had just finished touring and, uh, I said, God, Daddy, um, what's the best advice you can give to someone that's trying to get into the music business and up and coming? And he sat me down and he said, Shuggle up, I'm going to give you the best advice that you could ever receive. And he said, And that advice is when you become a musician, singer, producer, the one thing that you must do in order to be successful, he said, is to, is to be yourself. And what I mean by that is, don't try to go out and be something you're not because, it's, it's, because that's the hot thing. Don't be doing this because somebody said, oh, no, this is the cool thing you do. You do what's in your heart, what you honestly feel is going to uplift and motivate you as a singer, as a producer, as a musician. He said, it's gotta come from here first. And he said, you gotta keep it 100 with that. If you can't be real with yourself as a musician, he said, don't do it at all. He said, you get a lot of people out there that's doing it, just doing it because this is what's hot and blah, blah, blah. And then they fade out and die out. It's because they weren't real with themselves. He said, you gotta stay true to who you are as an artist, as a producer. You keep that 100 with you, he says, the people will feel that energy coming from you and they'll want to work with you because they know, hey, if he's into it like that about himself and about his music and he's 
into it like that, then shit, I want to be there with him. I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. That's the Mm -hmm. best advice he ever gave me. Because to this day, I'm still here. Was, mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm still. I was just here. gonna say that, and you and you did it your way. I mean, you did and it being I true to yourself. Did it my way. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. listen to somebody say, "Oh man, you need to put you need to put an orchestra hit right here because that's what's hot." No, I'm mm-hmm. not feeling that. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not feeling. I don't want to put no guitar on this part. I, I, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. When you can elevate yourself to put it down the way that you want to do it, that's the best. That's the best thing you can do because when people hear it, they'll they'll, they'll feel that energy. They'll feel mm-hmm. it. They'll mm-hmm. know that man. This dude is. There's. I'm sure there's songs you've heard like man. Whoever they they really are feeling what they're doing. It, it, mm-hmm. It's killing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Barry was talking about. Mm-hmm. That that part. Stay true. Don't be something you're not. Same thing with the rappers. You know, you got rap. Yeah, I was in the streets for nine years. I got shot 45 times. And they ain't went through none of that, man. And that, dude, that's, that killed my godfather. He hated, very hated that, man. He uh-huh. said, man, mm-hmm. come on, man. Right. <laughs> be, be real with and, yourself, bro. And, and you it's know? funny. Those, 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 those ones that you're talking about now, you could tell. You could tell. The you audience tell, is not stupid. Yeah. That's no, what, the audience that's, is not dumb at all. But that's exactly what you just said. That's exactly what he was talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep it 100 with yourself, man. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the best advice I could give to anybody coming up. Because that is what's going to separate you from everybody else. It's mm-hmm. your originality. Your, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. you as, a, as an entity, as, mm-hmm. a, as a producer, as a musician. You keep it 100 within yourself, man. And, People, they'll know. They'll find out. They'll see it. Gotcha. gotcha. They'll see it. Yeah. <sighs> Man, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, we're going to stop right there because that's that's okay. the best way to close the show. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for doing this for me. I really appreciate it. It was an Eddie, honor to have you on. All mine, man. <laughs> I, I consider you a friend, a dear friend, and someone that I always, you. you know, that I thank always you. look up to, man. So, Pleasure likewise, likewise. much love is. to you much love yeah. and for those Absolutely. who want chucky where, where can we find out what you're doing is it is there a website where can you you can yeah you can um hit me at chucky book on facebook and on instagram okay. it's um at chucky at chucky booker okay and that's chucky c-h-u-c-k-i-i B-O-O-K-E-R. Yeah, okay. two eyes. Make, yeah, make people, sure they understand that. Make sure they understand that. Some people put two K's. Some people put two C's. <laughs> yeah, C-H-U-C-K-I-I. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Chucky Booker, thank you so much again for playing on the playground with us. <laughs> really Any appreciate time, it. Brother. Any really time. appreciate it. On the playground, where, it, the players play, where the players play. Again, my name is Eddie Flowell. I'm your host play. of the playground with my guest, Chucky Booker. Thank you again, Chucky. <laughs> You got it anytime, man. All right, all right.